Welcome to the Culture Chameleon Podcast. My name is Eugene, and I'm here with my co-host, Lucas. And we are here to talk about their cultural experiences, mental health topics, and theological and philosophical topics as well. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the Cultured Chameleon Podcast. Community Podcast. Community Podcast. Chameleon Podcast. And today we're going to be doing a Christmas special for you guys. Yes. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Um, All the other celebrations that one might say. Feliz Navidad. Oh, okay. That's a Spanish (laughs) one. Oh, am I? Am I loud enough? I don't sound very... Do I sound good? You sound good to me. Hello? We can... They're separate though, right? We can... Yeah, they're separate. Just raise your volume afterwards. Okay. Lawrence, no, now's not the time. (laughs) Just curious. <laughs> curious cat. Um, well, yeah. Thank you all for tuning in to listen for this uh, this week's episode. Uh, we did something a little more special this time. We wanted to get more people involved uh, with this type of episode. So we actually put out a poll and, and a couple different questions to kind of hear about other people's Christmas experiences, uh, any other type of celebrations, traditions, or maybe some cross-cultural experiences that you're not totally familiar with, but you have had some um, experience with, I guess. So we got some good stuff with that. We're definitely going to talk about that. And we're also just going to have a little Christmas podcast and talk about our Christmas traditions and the things that are meaningful to us, I guess, during this during this time. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. So do you want to go first? Yeah, the questions. Oh, we gonna do the questions first. Yeah. Oh, oh Lawrence. <laughs> I felt the claws in that one. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, buddy, that's not the time. No, it's not the time. Yeah, yeah sure. Let's do. Let's do the questions. Do the questions then. Yeah. Okay. That way you guys can hear some of the responses and. So we did a couple different questions and a couple polls to kind of get a feeling for everybody's tastes and ideas and thoughts about this time of year and obviously your tradition. So the first question right off the bat was, what do you love most about Christmas? Um, you want to talk, you want to say what the answers were from yeah. some of the people? <clears throat> some of the responses we got include the story of Christmas, smiley face, a time of hope and joy. So that's one thing that one person wrote. Another person wrote family time, playing board games, and giving gifts. And giving gifts. I like the board games one. I'm a big board game fan. Were there any specific board games that you guys would play as a family growing up? <laughs> Probably not. Oh, you know, we didn't, it wasn't a board game during Christmas. Um, I forgot what the, what the name of it was, but basically you have um, these like sticks and you kind of just let them fall out onto the ground, however they are. And the idea is you're supposed to pick out each stick without touching any of the other sticks or disrupting anything. And each stick had a certain amount of points. And so the idea was whoever got the most sticks got the most points. Um, so that was a fun game. We played that. I totally forget the name. But, <laughs> oh, pick uh, up sticks. 
Is it just pickup sticks? That's what we called it anyway. Maybe there's a different name for you guys. Probably. Were there different points for different types of sticks or something? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's different. I never played it that way. I think way. so, yeah. It was fun. It was, a, it was a good game. It wasn't a board game, um, but we definitely, definitely play that. So I, yeah, that resonates with me, board games. <laughs> Catan. Catan. Yeah. Destroy your family. That's what it is. <laughs> so that's nice. How about you? Do you do anything? What do you love most about Christmas? What I love most about Christmas. I think it changed. When I was a kid, it was definitely gifts. It was all about gifts. Seeing my cousins. That was the fun part. Seeing my cousins and friends and gifts. And then, I don't know. Everything just felt homey. Because I remember... When I was in boarding school, anyway, doing a bunch of different traditions related to decorating, making cookies and stuff. But it was just like a fun time. And the school is kind of really stressful, but also winding down because <clears throat> you have all your final tests. But also at the same time, you had a lot of free time because if you finish your exams, then you get, you get like kind of the day off. So it's kind oh. of a mixture between like. That's fun. It's like stressful, but it's also like you just hang out with friends, watch movies. I remember everyone like would watch Elf and like. Mm-hmm. Different Christmas movies. Okay. Yeah, we'll get into the movies as well. That sounds nice. Boarding school experience and, and tradition sounds like you guys had a lot more fun and, and festivity compared to... I can't say that we did too many Christmas traditions at school. We weren't really a boarding school, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that makes sense. Not, not too much there. Ooh, Lawrence is on my lap. All right. Um... So another question we had, it was more like a poll uh, that we did was, which tree is better, a real Christmas tree or a fake Christmas tree? And then the third option is no tree, question mark. Because I don't know, maybe some people don't like to have trees. That's okay. My thought is that it's probably likely that some people don't, but the kind of person that doesn't want a tree probably won't answer the poll. <laughs> Which would explain why it's zero. So the answer was, the winning answer is... <laughs> the only answer. The real Christmas tree got 67%, and then fake Christmas tree got, obviously, if you do the math, 33%, the remainder. Because no one voted for... Nobody voted no for the no tree. tree. So nobody really likes that. Yeah. What about you, Lucas? What's your favorite? Well, I I, I like a real Christmas tree. Um we have a fake Christmas tree right now, uh, right next to me. It's from Ikea. and um, From who? Ikea. Ikea. Oh. I say it differently. That's what everyone tells Yeah, so it it does its job, you know. It's yeah. a tree. It, it holds things. It's nice. It's not it too, nice. It's not too ratty. Um, but uh, next year, I do plan on getting a real Christmas tree because I think that is nicer they look nice i mean I, I see them every time i drive by i'm like okay all right i don't know how much they cost though but i'll <laughs> save this one in the reserve and then maybe buy a real christmas tree in the in the next year okay so it's in the it's in the plans yeah for the future christmas yes exactly I'm, I'm not a no tree type of person no it's nice yeah how about you me it depends how much effort <laughs> oh, God. i want to put in that year have a tree i think it's different if like i live by myself versus like i'm with family mm-hmm. i feel like if i'm with family i'm living with a bunch of other people then it was fun putting up the christmas tree in boring school and in my family we had a little one it was just fun having one but definitely i'm not opposed to no christmas tree 
Okay. If it's like, opposed? no, if it wow. involves buying one and putting it in my house just for me to look at. And Zach. <laughs> I don't know. Zach, Zach wants to get one. Too. If Zach really wants to get one, we can both get one. Or Sarah Grace. Sarah Grace might want one. Yeah, but she has one at her house. Ah. Uh, well, you should have one too. I think, I think it would be a nice way to add some cheer and vibrancy. Maybe. Or I could just have that internally <laughs> with my internal hope, okay, fine. <laughs> my internal knowledge of hope and grace from God. Yeah. Not kidding. It, it'd be nice. It's one of those things that would be nice, but at this but point, not hassle. just for me, it's like, it's, it seems like it's too much just for me to only appreciate. If, if I like a family or something, I'd be more willing to do so. Yeah. Well, I, so I'm, I, I, it's, so I guess, so like putting it that way, it's like, I like having a tree. Probably not when it's just like me and I, if Zach wants, we can do it. Yeah, you guys should definitely go <laughs> if in. If he really one. wants to. I think that'd be nice. I think, Zach, say yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. He can comment. <laughs> yeah, he can. He can comment on this. Um, all right. Yeah. So which tree is better, a Christmas tree or a fake tree or no tree? So the um, I can barely read my handwriting. Uh, the next question we had was, well, yeah, which type of Christmas are you? Because um, I do realize that there's some people who hate the cold and the snow. There's no snow, but, you know, you don't, you're not a, you love the idea of Christmas, but you don't love the weather. And so maybe you want to go to a beach. Um, so there's a white Christmas option and then there's a beach Christmas. Um, I was trying to think of others, but I couldn't, like maybe an, an ocean Christmas, but that's kind of like beach. Like yeah. people who go on cruises, like a like a Christmas cruise or something. Yeah, Which we can, yeah. I mean, that's funny. It's like beach, but it's like not because it's not in the shore. <laughs> but yeah, that'd be a different version for sure. So the winner was, and I'm curious, I guess we could scroll down to see more. Because we live in Virginia Beach. I think most, were most participants in Virginia Beach, do you know? Or oh. Virginia? That's fine. That's fine. That's a good question. I don't know. But the winner was White Christmas mm -hmm. with 75% and a Beach Christmas at 25%. Yes. What are you? Are you a White Christmas I'm or a Beach Christmas? I'm a thousand percent White Christmas because. Really? Okay. Also because I'm from the cold. <laughs> yeah, but you're also from like. I don't know. I've just seen. <laughs> so I've seen a lot of pictures of you at the beach, so I don't know. And Sarah Grace likes the beach a lot, so I figured that you'd be more of like a beach person. Oh, I definitely love the beach, but for Christmas, I don't know. Just something about that homey, familial feel. The Lock white cabin. Christmas speaks to me, so that's preferred. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean I want that all the time, but that's like my favorite one. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah of course. I remember, I remember traveling to South America, going from. Christmas in Toronto or especially when I was a kid, it was always white. Mm -hmm. Like there was always snow. Now there's not so much. I feel like snow doesn't come in until January, February, but Yeah, it really doesn't. Well, that's not true actually. It has come in like after Christmas, like New Year's and things like that. Yeah, that's why I was saying January. It's like January, you're, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. That's right. why I was saying like January. Like we don't get a ton. It seems like you get snow in November, it melts and then comes back a little later. Yeah. But when I was a kid anyway. Like there was solid snow. <laughs> there was a good amount of snow and Did you say salt and snow? Solid. There oh, is salt. Oh, okay, okay. I was gonna say. There is salt. If you're salting your roads, that's a probably wise idea to do. Yeah. Um 
I was gonna go with that. Oh, but it was different. It was just a different experience when I went to South America and there was no snow. I was like, oh, but it was pretty cool as well. And I certainly love the beach. So <laughs> it's not. It's not as though I think by now I'm happy with either. Yes, but okay. the one that hits home is is White Christmas. White Christmas. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I'm Christmas definitely is, sorry a White Christmas type of person as well. But I I like to picture it like White Christmas in the mountains. Just nice solitude silence <laughs> solitude <laughs> sounds very peaceful it does sound peaceful yeah um a beach christmas just kind of it doesn't sit well with me it's kind of like it's supposed to, i don't know i guess it just goes against everything that i understand a, a christmas to be um <laughs> it goes against everything <laughs> everything i know <laughs> uh it sounds weird but um yeah i don't i wouldn't like celebrating are going to a beach during the month of December. So I'm not a big fan of that. Yeah, it just seems. I'm not I mean, a big fan of the beaches in general. In general. Yeah. Okay, that would make sense. So. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that, that's that what you're learning about me. <laughs> I don't live next to a beach. I don't care for it. Um, yeah, that's why, that's why I'm curious, like, how many people I don't answer know. that from Virginia Beach. Because I'm sure we can find out. As I see it, I there's, like, never snow here. No. It's kind of, it's not dismal. It's just not interesting. It's boring. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, I think like one of the things like, you know what I, I tell people, like I grew up in Germany for a while and they're just like, oh, you must have loved the snow. And I was like, oh, I mean, it didn't snow all the, like it snowed. Sometimes it didn't snow for a long time. It's kind of like Virginia sometimes. It's like, it's not snowing during Christmas. It's freaking cold though. And then it snows like January, February, or March. Um, and it's also the first snow, you know, is always nice. And then it just becomes like slush. Yep. And I don't know if they use salt. Um, they probably they might have. They definitely used a lot of gravel, actually. So they'd have like the machines that would come and sweep and then they would just like drop yep. gravel everywhere, which I thought was pretty I guess environmentally speaking, it was better for the environment, for the roads and things like that. Well, also depends on what kind of gravel, salt, and mixture, whatever kind of I don't know solution they're having for the roads. It, the The gravel cannot absorb the moisture. Like you want the right salt and the right kind of dirt to to absorb the moisture. Sometimes certain salts can actually make it. Can like melt the snow, create mm -hmm. puddles, and create and then create ice. Ice, yes. <laughs> so sometimes, like, it's good to have. It's like a different kind, the different kinds anyway. Yeah, well, I do miss how uh, Berlin handled snow. Like, when we have a lot of snow here in Virginia, and, you know, it's basically shut down. Nobody goes out. Yeah, Except that was that's very different. I was like, is. oh, this is a snow day here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was working as a security guard getting a notice telling us to be at work. The notice would be like, snow start coming. Make sure you leave your house two hours before. <laughs> like, <laughs> it wasn't like stay at home and stay safe. It was like, be prepared <laughs> to drive in this horrible in weather. this horrible weather. <laughs> yeah, everything just kind of dies here for a little bit. And then you have like the few people who venture out in their little cars or like, in their big trucks <laughs> yeah which that that is more scary that's more <laughs> terrifying because you got this big 
No, F two fifty or a one fifty going way too fast in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> With no snow tires, probably. Yeah, that's Anything. the other thing. I yeah. feel like if you live in a country where you expect it, everyone's just more prepared. Everyone has snow tires and it's just different. What was it like? What were Christmas traditions like in in, in Germany? I'm curious anyway, like what are some that might be popular there or, and what are some that you guys ended up practicing? <clears throat> um, well, the big things that I remember and that we definitely enjoyed a lot, I would say, were the Christmas markets. Um, there are Christmas markets everywhere. Um, there's some pretty famous ones that mm -hmm. you can go to, some pretty old ones, and then they're like, like where where we lived in our little, I don't know what you, what do you, uh, I don't know what you call it, um, but we lived in, in Zierendorf, which is like a neighborhood, we'll just say. It's a, it's much bigger than a neighborhood. I forget what the word is. Not like a town or something? No, because it's a city, but it's like the city split up into like parts. Okay, like a county? No, I guess. I don't know. In German, it's called a Bezirk. Okay. So it's like a city. It's like. It's a like part this of... is Tiendorf. It's part of Berlin. And then okay. this is um, Südkreuz. And this is part of Berlin and things like that. Either either way. We have like a really tiny one in Tiendorf. It's like six or seven or eight, maybe like little Christmas dolls and like a, a rinky dink. <laughs> what's it called ice skating <laughs> but it's not real ice you know it's like plastic wet does the rinky dink term <laughs> come from was that just you that's just, just me saying that? just okay. me saying oh, that yeah i thought it'd be kind of cool if i don't know germans referred to it as a rinky dink so this is on the rinky dink <laughs> um yeah so there's like really small ones and then they're like really big ones um, That's awesome, though. A lot of fun. You can get a lot of Liebkuchen, which is like your like your ginger cookie, gingerbread cookies, and things like that. You can get a lot of um, sausages and Würstchen and bread and things like that. And then, like mm. the I don't want to say like the main course, but probably what everybody does enjoy is Glühwein, which is mold hot wine. So it's like yeah, it's hot wine. Um, it's kind of like a if you had like an alcoholic cider, but it's not cider. <laughs> um, Mostly alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's yeah, it's wine. Um, but that was. Do you say mold? I that's yeah. As in. As in. Like uh, some like cheese, like mold, something moldy. No. Okay, like a mold. It's like mold. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> mold, mold. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's a little different but um that's a i think that's a big hit you know everybody talks about that and things like and sausages of course um <clears throat> yeah and then you just have some christmas markets like when i was in eighth grade we went to nuremberg which is where they had the nuremberg trials um for all the, the nazis um so it's a very historical and the Christmas market was amazing. 
Um, yeah. It's probably one of the biggest ones. If I'm recalling from eighth grade, it's like our history was like the Christmas market is like this huge historical thing um, in the in the square of Nunbag in the city. Uh, and that was really cool. That was a lot of fun. It just feels really, really festive. That's um, cool. And it's, I forget how long they go for, um, but it's, it's long enough. So it's kind of like it's part of the scenery for a while. And then eventually they, they pack up and disappear. But what does this look like? Like, what does amazing look like and really festive <clears throat> look like? Like a lot of lights, feels yeah. very cozy. You have a lot of heaters everywhere. Um, it's, it's cold. So you're like walking around mm-hmm. and you're, you're eating your sausage and your bread. And, and sometimes, at least in Tindorf, they had these little, um, they're like huts. <laughs> okay. Um, it's not a hut though. It's like, yeah, I guess like think about, think this, this thing right here, which is like a, a mantle looking shelf, just make it a little bit taller, like up to the, the frame there. And then just a little big, not too big, just enough to fit like maybe three people on each side. Um, and you can sit in there and like warm up and things like that. So sounds like a little little mini shelter or something. It is kind of like a mini shelter. It's cute. I mean, um, they had those in Tindorf. I don't know if they were everywhere, but it was kind of like, yeah, you can go in there with your food and things and hang out with your family or your friends and things like that. So that's pretty cool. So. It sounds like they set it up for... <clears throat> People just like walk around, <laughs> success. <laughs> just like, but being able to like walk around outside and be outside with like friends and like talk to one another. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. And then there are other things too. Like people will sell their like wares. Like there, some people I think can like set up their own kind of like their their business or their crafts and things like that and sell them, or like hats or like things like that. So it's 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 a market. Not just food, mm-hmm. a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's the big one. There are other things, of course, but that was that was a big, a good good memories. That sounds pretty nice. So it's like a lot of ice skating. Got your sausage. Got your mold, mold wine. Mold wine. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Are there like, I don't know, specific kind of market things that people would have? that they'd sell or anything that was like festive to have or anything like that. I'm just thinking like no Santa hats or anything. Because you said hats. Yeah, when I say hats, I mean like, um, uh, do you know Angry Birds? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know the the black bird that's like a bomb? No. I don't know Angry Birds enough. You don't know But okay, so it looks like an Angry Bird. (laughs) That's a black bird. It was an Angry Bird hat and I got it when I was in ninth grade or something like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> I did picture you walk over. <laughs> it's so uh, yeah, they're pictures. That sounds like it'd be pretty cozy though and warm. Yeah. It was I don't know. It was a statement piece. <laughs> <laughs> the blackbird. Yeah, the blackbird. But yeah, so that's some of the things that we did in Germany. How about you? What were your Christmas traditions, family, for the family? Um and also in the countries that you've grown up in, because you've grown up in Canada, and I always forget the one in South America. <laughs> it's okay. I'm always impressed with the people that do remember for some reason. I clearly not impressed with me. So <laughs> no, no, you're good. You're good. Um, 
So I'll, start, I'll just start with Canada. I feel like Canada was how you'd picture your typical North American. Like the white Christmas that people talked about, mm-hmm. basically. The snow, kids that go sledding and toboggans. Oh, actually, now I'm starting to remember stuff. So toboggans? Yeah, got toboggans, which is, I don't know. That's what we call them anyway. You'd, it'd basically be like a sled, oh. essentially. And then you just like, you sit on it, whatever, you stand on it, you lay down on it, just go down the hill. But you go to the park. So there's a lot of parks. There's a lot of skating rinks, too. Mm-hmm. But I think we end up going indoor ones. There, I know there's outdoor ones a lot too. And then Christmas for us was just largely Christmas with the family. I have, I forget how many cousins, I think 12 or 13 cousins. Okay. So when I was a kid, it was like we'd all gather. But we do have some cousins in California too. So they were with us sometimes. But the rest of us, for the most part, when I was a kid, we'd all gather in one house with all the aunts, uncles grandparents and then we just have like very eclectic meal <laughs> very <laughs> like there's a mixture of anything from like roast beef salted ham to like fried rice and like sweet and sour pork and just different or like duck so like different kinds of like chinese food it's kind of whatever anyone wanted to bring my grandma would make this like sticky rice thing with cashews and like mm-hmm. sausage in it um for some reason I feel like she always does that for Christmas. It's something that my cousins and I realized. Like, Grandma's probably going to bring this again. <laughs> and it was, it was all right. It wasn't bad. And then we'd open gifts. Yeah, we'd open gifts in the morning. Because I remember sometimes trying to sleep over at my cousin's house. Mm-hmm. So that we could open them, like, right away. So you guys celebrated Christmas, Christmas Day on the 25th? Yeah. Okay. For the, That's when all the... <clears throat> I mean, I guess, I think there were times where Christmas night we'd just, like, hang out kind of thing. Yeah, but that was the majority of the celebration there. Yeah, so that was what it was like growing up in Canada, and then in boarding school is different. That's when I feel like I got my experience of like I don't know, like a real North American, Canadian, U.S. American type Christmas tradition dump on my <laughs> on my on my agenda <laughs> because dump. it kind of like. <laughs> Just like, just thrown in there because like you'd have kids like making like gingerbread cookie houses. I remember doing that when I was a kid, and I th- I was like, this is amazing. Just like, I could eat the house <laughs> and like it was all sugar, <laughs> and I can like eat as I make it. <laughs> and then my decorating would always suck. It'd just be, <laughs> I like look over at the girls. They have like nice little eyes for the gingerbread man, and then like whatever like a. Like buns and stuff. Mine would just be like sugar where I wanted it. <laughs> but uh, so that was your first time making gingerbread houses. And yeah, that was wow. like in boarding school. Okay. And I, I actually think the very first time I did a house was in class. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> and the very first time I made it, I couldn't even eat it because I had to like leave early to see my parents. Actually, now that I'm remembering it, like the very first one I made, I couldn't eat it because we're supposed to eat it a certain day, but because. Um, we always travel back home together with a bunch of kids. Mm-hmm. So all the kids, so all the kids in South America go to Ecuador for boarding school. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're going to go to boarding school, not all of them have to go, but if they're going to go to a boarding school and they're with the Alliance, it's in one school in Ecuador. So all the kids that live in Venezuela would fly back and forth together. Oh, okay. And then we'd fly back home once school is done. And then we come back when school starts. 
So we didn't technically celebrate Christmas Day mm-hmm. at boarding school, but I remember like a bunch of students were like flying back or something, so I had to leave. Like I was leaving early to see my parents, but I remember feeling very sad that I couldn't eat <laughs> this house that I thought I was going to be able to eat. They didn't let you take it? I don't know. I don't think so. What a I mean, I was in first crusher. grade. I was in first grade. It was kind of soul crushing. I was in first grade, so. Oh, you're in first I, grade? Yeah. Oh, wow. So okay. I'm still trying to. So this put, is very. I'm just remembering this right now. So I'm putting together the piece. But I remember I couldn't eat it with like the other kids. I had to like go back and stuff like that. Picturing a very, very small version of Eugene. <laughs> <laughs> just being like, what? Why? Yes, why? <laughs> why can't I enjoy these things? Um, but yeah, but it was it was cool though. I loved it in boarding school because we do the Secret Santa thing, mm-hmm. and then you just draw names out of a hat, and then you'd give whoever you got like a gift. It's usually within a budget because we're pretty like not rich. <laughs> Secret Santa minimum five dollars. <laughs> I know it's like or, super or max. I maximum. guess not max minimum. <laughs> <laughs> we gave a lot of like, airsoft guns we'd go to the beach in for thanksgiving mm-hmm. so kids would sometimes buy like stuff at the marketplace at the beach because it was different pricing okay <laughs> and we got a bunch of airsoft guns one time that sounds like fun so you get to bring it well assuming that you got to bring it back yeah we did because yeah. we just take the bus so so we just you just buy it there and then you just keep it and you give it as a gift. I remember giving a lot of aerosol guns. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we did. Well, yeah, it makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. But it was definitely like festive. Like I wouldn't be decorating. We'd all get stockings on by the fireplace. <clears throat> I wanna say one time one of them burnt <laughs> because it was literally above a fireplace and it's a bunch of students sometimes not being very <sighs> no, smart course. about themselves. <laughs> So you never really got to celebrate like Christmas, let's say Christmas Day at boarding school, but you did like a lot of the fun, you know, you got to take part in the festivities leading up to it. Exactly. Um, did you, did anything change when you went back to, um, I guess, Venezuela with your family? It just seemed like way less, I'd, I'd be sad sometimes. I'm like, oh, I don't get to spend with like my, my friends. But at the same time, I got to see my parents and my brothers. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes we'd celebrate with the other kids that were in in Venezuela. Mm-hmm. So, like, the other missionary families might, like, I remember we'd get together sometimes and, like, bake stuff. There was this lady that made this really good brownie slash cake thing. I don't know how to explain Sounds it. Good. It's like a, that's how I conceptualize it. It's like a cake brownie type thing. Cake brownie. It was, like, super good anyway. She would, like, <laughs> make us tons of, like, awesome sweets and whatnot. And then I remember hanging out with, like, this one family there. Um, who I was really close to their oldest son. Yeah, who passed away actually. It's kind of sad. Mm. Recently? Yeah, like a year and a half. I think I want to say like a year to two years ago. But yeah. Mm. Anyway, they were we we spent a good amount of time with them. Um and then also I had some friends in Venezuela too <clears throat> that were that were Chinese people, so so that involved a lot of like fireworks, <laughs> staying up late, like playing video games and just eating like like literally just Chinese food. <laughs> that sounds so, good. So the fireworks thing though, that's because I mean, we don't we never set off fireworks until New Year's. Is that about the same time or fireworks on Christmas? I just remember playing with a lot of fireworks. 
like throughout the night. Does that make sense? Like, like the 24th night. Ah, okay. And like playing with a ton of fireworks. Because in general, I remember playing with a ton of fireworks in Ecuador and Venezuela because, for one thing, there's no real regulations on those things. Back yeah. in the day. <laughs> for another thing, it's fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's like you're a kid and you're like, oh, let's just blow these things up. Let's <laughs> just blow these things up. New Year's, it got crazy, though. I remember one time for New Year's, this, not exactly Christmas, but That's good. what Chinese people like to do is just picture like a huge like grape like it's kind of like cylinders that just hang uh -huh. and that fall down and then basically you'd be like exploding like a bunch of like cylinders that are attached to like the centerpiece so it's kind of know. like it's kind of like a, a christmas tree but a fireworks but a fireworks christmas tree and then that that was insane that was loud the whole street is always like covered in smoke that's what yeah. i remember like the street was covered in smoke <laughs> Everyone's like just messing around, goofing off, and then. <laughs> no, no regards to safety for the fireworks. Shoot them at each other. Shoot them up. Shoot them in the house. Shoot them at the car. <laughs> well, I remember always my parents would be like, "Don't blow up your hands." Blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> give give you the talk before you go out. <laughs> I feel like my dad would always tell me like the scariest things as a kid, and he'd just see them like nonchalantly. He's like, "Yeah, if you play with fireworks, blah blah, like." Your hands, you're gonna lose all your fingers. Like, thanks, Dad. <laughs> I feel like he always tried to make sure I was like prepared for all those like horrific things I'm like. But case. he just tells me them, so I'm like, oh, okay, I can't blow up my hands now. The harsh reality hits you. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. prepared. You're warned. Oh warned. man, I yeah. was warned. New Year's was also pretty crazy for us as well. Same, same idea. Like everybody is like outside shooting fireworks. People are like shooting fireworks from their balconies. And like they're just going everywhere. Um, and the first time I experienced that, I was I, I was terrified because I was like, "There's fireworks under the car, and there's oh, no. fireworks falling down." And I'm like, "This isn't safe." Um, but then I learned to really enjoy it <laughs> and love it. Um, and it makes me sad because nobody does fireworks here. Yeah, like in I don't know about other states, but in Virginia, it's kind of like on new year's like on new year's when it hits like midnight it's like deathly quiet that's like maybe a few fireworks here and there yeah it wasn't too eventful my last it's just not it's not festive yeah yeah in germany everyone's like yeah <laughs> <laughs> in Virginia's like go to bed <laughs> we got work tomorrow i don't know <laughs> let's sleep <laughs> yeah that's funny i do miss that i do miss that would That's you guys stay up late with the other kids? Uh, we do a lot of family things, yeah. to be honest. Um, and then as I got older, I'd go hang out with friends and do things. And uh, yeah, like New Year's parties and things like that. So that was a lot of fun too. Yeah, it changes us. Yeah. Let's go through different but stages of life. I, I remember fondly our family New Year's as well. So was, we played a lot of games. So that was a lot of fun. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So it was worth it. It was worth it. And then watch a movie and things like that. So, so you guys found your own way to celebrate yeah, I think definitely very top oven way of <laughs> celebrating. <laughs> so we got three more questions here. Um, you want to finish the last three? Yeah, let's do it. All right. I'm just pulling up the answers. <laughs> okay, got them. So our third one, I don't think I got too many responses, but maybe in the future. If you don't celebrate Christmas, what do you celebrate? And one of the responses we got is the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. 
don't want to call out that person. <laughs> I know we know this person. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know who you are. Good. Fair point. It fair is answer. a fair point. Fair answer. One thing I, I guess I'll just do it with that post. One thing I do want to tie into cultural development and whatnot. I think as I got older, I realized like that really is the most important thing about Christmas. As I see it, there's many things that I celebrate, but for me, I feel like it all ties into that. <clears throat> and even with like celebrating it in Venezuela, I remember we did a bunch of like random Christmas plays as a kid. And for the most part, I remember having the tension directed to like, yeah, these are great traditions that we do. And these are like fun things that we do. And these are some cultural aspects to those traditions. But like, this is the thing that we're really remembering and celebrating. And I feel like that was really honed in uh, to me as a child. I didn't always appreciate it, but growing up, I think I saw more and more the importance of it. And the big reason why I'm, I guess, talking about this too is how that impacted, like, my cultural development. Like, for me, Christmas, like, though, like everything else is great, but the main thing is Jesus. Like, remembering what he did for us like how much he loves us, that he is willing to come here, die, and resurrect so that we could have a relationship with him. And I think that's always important to me and something to remember during Christmas. It's like that hope and peace that we do have in him. So later on in life, <clears throat> the traditions and the cultural aspects like came and gone, they're more intense or not intense, but that was that was the most important thing I think yeah. for me to remember and like hold on to as I like was discovering my identity, what I value culturally and whatnot. Yeah, I agree. It sounds like for you, it became more of a important factor for you culturally and also in your own individual identity as well. And I agree. It is an important time and a worthwhile Having that, it's worthwhile having that awareness too for Christmas. <clears throat> I went to go buy some presents and I'm like, I hate the chaoticness of having to buy everything or thinking that I have to buy everything. So having a little bit of peace and, uh, and stillness and, uh, and also gratefulness for what I do have is also, yeah, it's a blessing to have that awareness too. Actually, um, Caroline and I got an email from, a, uh, a church in Ukraine um, because we we um, sent some some money over there to to kind of support them at the <clears throat> at the onset when everything kind of transpired <clears throat> in the in Ukraine and there's a, a Caroline knows the person there as well in their church and so it was actually really encouraging to read it was kind of like an update. It was like, this is, it was kind of like thanking people for the support and things like that and what they're doing. And, um, it was a very encouraging newsletter also because <clears throat> that church is going through a whole different kind of situation compared to, you know, our church here in America. We're not under, not under physical attack or anything like that. Um, so it's, it's, it's a very different, uh, situation for a church to kind of step into, I think, as well. So the good news is that they're doing 
I mean, they're doing well for being in a war and uh, helping a lot of people spiritually, psychologically, practically. And they've seen a lot of good come out of that too. Because I think, especially in times of, of, of like harsh like need and, and things that happen, turning to something or even someone who can offer you more than just the fear of death is definitely very helpful and, and powerful to have that mindset too. Not that there won't be fear. There'll definitely be fear and anxiety, but there's also more to it as well. So I won't read that, but it was, it was impactful. That's cool. Sounds like it was encouraging. <clears throat> yeah. What's the name of the church? Let's pull it up real quick. Uh, it's called European Bible Church, which I recently heard about yesterday. So. That's cool. <clears throat> yeah. So for those that are interested in praying for this church or would like yeah. to, it sounds like you guys were able to donate some contributions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm sure that they always need more. And they're also, they're doing what I read from the newsletter um, is that Erpen was for a while under Russian occupation, so they also had to go through that as well. And the church was able to kind of survive through that as well. Um, and they've rebuilt three out of seven houses for families that have completely lost their homes to bombings. They're also rebuilding many, many more houses, like repairing and doing things like that. A lot of kids came back. And so they also held like week long camps for like a thousand kids, which was pretty, I mean, if you've ever done any type of camp work or camp counseling, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and then to do that also uh, during a war and also after occupation and things like that, it's, um, it's pretty inspiring. And so, and then it's just uh, like a rest place for people to get food, to kind of talk to um, different people in the church who are seeking either encouragement or, you know, they, there's a lot of trauma that goes in that as well. So a lot of psychological help too. Um, and then like practical needs like food, shelter, water, charging, you know, of, of iPhones and things like that. So. They're just running on backup generators right now is what I read. Yeah. Some of these things that we take for granted. Yes. It's like sure. basic necessities that are, sound like it's dis difficult to, to come by with their situation right now. Yeah. And yet there's a lot of hope that's kind of written into the newsletter. You can kind of take it out. And a lot of people have also become believers as well and, and kind of gathered together. So I think that's hopeful, inspiring. Um, definitely puts, a, yeah, I don't want to say <clears throat> war had to happen for that to happen, but 
it's a result of what is happening now. Yeah, and there's certainly, I think you can see God's hand moving in powerful ways as well. And people that respond to that can be very powerful, even in the midst of suffering that, that is almost inevitable in certain circumstances. But that's cool to hear how people are how people are donating and loving on one another and to see God's work through that. For sure. For sure. Yeah. It's not, <clears throat> there's something greater to hope for. And that's why I think like Christmas, is such a special time, right? Like that hope is, if you read through the Bible, that hope is almost like a noun. It's not necessarily just like wishful thinking. It's like in Christ that we have, I guess, greater relationship, greater purpose, and salvation. Yeah. Even it's in the midst of the suffering. So yeah, Christmas might not look like just nice trees and presents everywhere. <laughs> not everywhere, no. Yeah. And actually, I'm, <clears throat> yeah, even I remember in Venezuela for a time, especially with the government, it's like people couldn't get food, eggs, water like clean water and whatnot. But people always came together and tried to help each other out. And I think that can that can be very meaningful too. Yeah. It certainly is. And I think we have a, a lot to be grateful for here because we have a lot of things that are working for us. We have good community. Um, yeah, we, we kind of have that we don't have that burden. We kind of have like a freedom to be able to celebrate these things without having to worry about, you know, what's going to happen tomorrow if we live. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. That being said, though, I'm sure there are plenty of people who are also going through their own personal struggles too during the Christmas time because you also have, it gets dark pretty quickly here. So, might have seasonal depression. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> uh, or you're just going through a lot of family troubles and yeah. issues because family dynamics also play a part in Christmas time. And yeah. or if you've if you've lost a loved one too. And lack of family too. Yeah. For some people it's reflected as a big time of loneliness. Mm -hmm. The families that they're not a part of anymore, maybe. Yeah. And then you see everyone get together. So maybe we'll end on a somber note. <laughs> we started high. <laughs> um, and there can be a balance of both. There can be a lot of highs, a lot of good, a lot of positivity. Also acknowledging the reality too of there can also be a lot of hurt and a lot of pain and yeah, and a lot of loss as well. So yeah, there is both and to end on that note i think eugene and i both believe that for us personally and then for others as well um having jesus yeah, in our lives offers purpose uh it also offers us a different way of looking and seeing others and choosing to to love others the same way that we are loved even though we're not the best people <laughs> so 
Uh, and that is where grace and mercy comes in because grace was extended to all through Jesus. And I definitely don't ever try to take that for granted because I know I definitely need that for all the things that I don't do well. Yeah, and me as well. And I, I do want to encourage, I guess, on my, <clears throat> just from my own experience, like coming back from all those fun celebrations and whatnot, I did do a few Christmases like alone, um, just by myself. But I also was able to, I don't know, I think God showed me a lot of peace with just being in relationship with him, even in the midst of times that weren't as cheery. So I encourage those that um, maybe circumstances aren't great, but to seek him and even in the in the midst of those difficult circumstances, to really seek him and lean on like the peace that he is able to provide and like being connected and whole. And they may not look like a bunch of like cheeriness and whatnot, but I do want to encourage this because I personally have found a lot of like peace and contentment and inner joy from from doing so. So it doesn't have to be something that you're entirely alone in. And I know it might seem like that, but based on what I believe, like like he's Emmanuel is God with us. So even in the midst of suffering, like he's with us. I don't know exactly what that looks like. I don't claim to have all these things understood, but those things I do know and it, it's been life changing for me. So I do want to encourage those that are going through that, that like that is also another aspect of life that is there. And to lean in on that, whatever, however that may look like specifically for U.S. individuals in that time. And like reach out to us too. We're a resource here. Like we'd love to hear, that's why we're doing this, just to help with that sense of connection. If you guys have any questions or any thoughts, we're happy to hear from you guys, like whatever you're going through. It doesn't have to be just the fun stuff. But as Lucas brought <laughs> but up. It can also be fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it can be fun stuff. It can be also somber stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. So with all of that being said, thank you all for uh, participating on the Instagram uh, polls and the questions. We really appreciate having having those answers and, and kind of being able to, uh, yeah, to participate in that. And so... We wish you all happy holidays, Merry Christmas, stay safe, uh, and, and enjoy the time that you have with friends and loved ones, or by yourself, if you're like that too. So, Feliz Navidad to all those <laughs> Spanish speakers. Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen. I like that. That's cool. That German. Yeah. That's See cool. you later. I wish I knew the Chinese. See you later. Guys.